The questions you always had. The answers you were never given. The place to seek the truth. Welcome to Veritas. Over 20 years ago, a group of individuals from several different worlds gathered at a discreet location in our solar system, near Earth, for the purpose of observing the alien intervention that is occurring in our world. From their hidden vantage point, they were able to determine the identity, organization, and intentions of those visiting our world and monitor the visitors' activities. This group of observers call themselves the Allies of Humanity. This is what the late Jim Mars said about Allies of Humanity. Quote, I was greatly impressed with the Allies of Humanity because the message rings true. Radar contacts, ground effects, videotape and film all prove the UFOs are real. Now we must consider the real question, the agenda of their occupants. The Allies of Humanity forcefully confront this issue, one which may prove critical to the future of humankind, unquote. Greetings, I'm your host, Mel Fabregas at Veritas Radio. If you want to listen to tonight's full interview and all of our material, click on the subscribe button at veritasradio.com. And if you want to get in touch with me, want to be a guest on this radio program, have a guest suggestion, or have feedback, just click on the contact button of our website at veritasradio.com. I always love to hear from you. And to discuss the briefings, the questions, and the answers, tonight's special guest is Reed Summers. Reed is the son of Marshall Vion Summers, who is the prophet and messenger for a divine revelation regarding humanity's emergence into universe of intelligent life and the hidden reality of contact taking place in the world today. For over 12 years, Reed has been working with Marshall as a teacher and representative for this divine revelation over the Allies of Humanity briefings, a revolutionary set of texts which reveal the secret agenda of those ET forces present in our world and provide a clear picture of what these forces are, why they are here, and what they are doing at this critical time on Earth. The website is alliesofhumanity.org. Now, Reed Summers joins us directly from Boulder, Colorado. Hello, Reed, and welcome to Veritas. Hello there, Mel. Thank you for having me on the show. Well, I'm glad to have you. You've been suggested to me by a number of our listeners. I saw a number of your interviews, and I thought this would be a critical interview just because many reasons. Have you seen these disclosure attempts, so-called disclosure attempts, we've seen on TV lately? Just a, a quick a quick parenthesis before we begin our interview. Have you seen those? Yes, I have. If you're, if you're talking about the... Uh... Stories broke by the New York Times back in December. Correct. Yes. Your opinion on, on that before we begin? Well, I think, you know, we all know that the government has long been involved in trying to negotiate contact, uh, either um, beneficially or not, in the background, behind the scenes. And um, it's no surprise that that information has come out. Uh, it's certainly... A positive step in the direction of in the direction of raising awareness in in the world and in this country about contact. But um, once again, you know, it's a partial release of some information that really doesn't indicate. Um, I feel the key things that we need to know about who is in our world and why. And so it's positive. It's a positive step. It's exciting to see more people become aware that we may not be alone in the universe or even within our own world. 
Um, but the education, the public education regarding contact and the deeper questions regarding it is something, really something else. And, and that's really where I hope to go with you today. Absolutely. We'll go everywhere today. But first, the Allies of Humanity, an urgent message about the extraterrestrial presence in the world today. What is this? When did it happen and how? Certainly. So the Allies of Humanity briefings are a set of documents uh, revealed to my father, Marshall Vion Summers. And um, I can kind of tell the story about how they came to be. It's quite an amazing story. I can only encapsulate it, really. Um, so I'll, I'll kind of start start big, and then we can go into the briefings themselves and talk about what they what they specifically say about who is visiting our world and why. For over 34 years, my father has been engaged in a process of receiving a divine communication for our world, which reveals the great evolutionary step our world is taking as it emerges into a larger universe of intelligent life. And with that, the great environmental crises of this time and what humanity specifically needs to do to navigate these challenges and emerge into the universe as a free and sovereign world. This divine revelation is called the new message from God. And it's been uh, many decades now that Marshall has been in the process of receiving it. That process began uh, in approximately the year 1983 and continues to this day. This vast revelation that really opens up a new panorama of human experience surrounding the reality of contact and our future in the universe. The Allies of Humanity briefings are a set of documents that my father received alongside this revelation experience. Um, the Allies of Humanity first made contact with Marshall in the year 1984 and actually came within the vicinity of our Earth in 1985 and attempted to deliver um, a set of um, revelations to him. Now, this was made possible by the angelic presence that Marshall was in communication with for so many years before that point. This angelic presence actually signaled to Marshall that in addition to the divine revelation he would receive, he would also in all likelihood be receiving another form of communication And this would be from a group of off-planet observers representing free worlds in our vicinity of space coming to the Earth to bring awareness and warning to humanity regarding the threshold of contact that we are facing and our future in the universe in which we live. And so in 1985, um, Marshall was taking retreat in a quite remarkable part of the country Uh, with his wife, Patricia, and with me, uh, I, I think I was nine months old or something at that point. And we were way out there, way out on the edge of a very strange experience, uh, way out on the edge of the known for us. And Marshall uh, was being contacted via the angelic assembly by these allies of humanity, these physical beings who had made this journey to Earth really to provide a gift of perspective and warning to humanity. And even at that time, um, the reality of what the Allies called the intervention was active in our world, very active. And the intervention really is the grave reality that the Allies came to warn us about. It is visitation by a set of economic collectives here in our world to take advantage of humanity and gain access to the resources of Earth. This the Allies called the intervention. The intervention became aware that the allies of humanity were in the vicinity of the earth, 
were trying to deliver these briefings to Marshall. And in fact, at that time, this first mission of the Allies of Humanity was discovered and was partially destroyed, and the rest scattered. It was a very extremely difficult experience for Marshall, who had been preparing to make this contact for such a long time. And it was indicated to Marshall that it would take um, up to 13 years for a second mission from the Allies of Humanity to be gathered and organized and to reach the Earth one more time. And so in the ensuing years after that, Marshall continued to receive the revelation of the new message from God. He continued to teach about the consequence of our emergence into a universe of life and the universal spiritual tradition and practice, which will enable people of all religions in our world to make that great step out into a larger universe. Marshall continued that process. And then it was in the night in the year 1996 that the Allies of Humanity made contact with him again, and in the following year began to deliver what you will now find to be the first book of the Allies of Humanity briefings, the first of a number of sets of briefings that have been given in the years since. So it's a big story, um, but in a nutshell, that's, that's how the Allies briefings came to be. I'm going to refer to your father as you, not you per se, but just for the sim- simplicity. When I quote something from the book, I'm going to say you say, but I'm re- really referring to Marshall. Sure. The visitors constitute profound, a profound threat to human freedom. Can you explain what constitutes this profound threat to human freedom? Oh, certainly. So the allies of humanity have really come uh, to the vicinity of the earth to warn us about what will be first contact between humanity and off-planet intelligences. And they signal many things here. They signal that contact really is um, our first step out into the universe. It, It is forcing us out into that universe, not on our timeline, but on the timeline of the visitors who are here. It says that our first contact will be primarily with economic forces and collectives who have made the long journey to Earth for their own reasons. They're not here to serve us or to help us or to rescue us. They're here because of the immense biological value of the Earth, the strategic position of the Earth in our local universe, and the possibility that humanity could ultimately in time become part of their collective, that they could integrate with us and that we would become uh, both a workforce and an asset in their larger collective beyond our world goes without saying this is the biggest event in human history, that contact is actually happening and that it is not contact of a beneficial form. It is contact with resource explorers, with economic powers. And this is what the allies say when they, they say that contact constitutes a threat. We are a divided planet of hundreds of nations, thousands of tribes, many religions. We are in contention over nearly every possible aspect of human life that we could be. Um, We are distracted. um, We are rooted in the past and and so forth. And and so as a world, we are unprepared to make first contact with another form of intelligent life. We have no central leadership. Uh, We are burning through our self-sufficiency in the world with each passing day. And yet contact is now happening. And I can talk about why, according to the Allies, contact is happening and how it's different than the forms of ancient contact that may have occurred in millennia, over the millennia in the past. Um, but in essence, the threat is that 
we are a divided people, the native peoples of a world that is valued by other powers in our local universe. Our isolation is over. Contact has begun. And we are coming into contact with economic powers who have their own agenda for being in our world and are using our religious beliefs, our spiritual aspirations, our political divisions to gain access to different types of people in different types of, in different ways, ultimately with the goal of gaining access to the earth and its resources and humanity. So that is the threat as described in the Allies of Humanity briefings. I'm always thinking of this possible, I don't want to call it an invasion, but let's say incursion. Mm-hmm. I think of the 15th century European incursion into the Americas. Can we can we equate this to a 21st century incursion? You know, I think of the indigenous population. They were mesmerized with them and and they considered them as gods or, or messengers of God at, at the least. We know the rest. So true, Mel. That 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 historical record uh, here on Earth is such an important guide for us as we begin to navigate contact because we may want to project our hopes and wishes that the visitors are enlightened, that they're scientists or explorers, or that they can help us with our problems here on Earth. But we have to start with a fundamental truth, which is that contact is nature. This is a natural event. And in nature, certain truths hold, at least across all organisms here on this planet, that there is competition for resources, that there is competition for territory, and that survival is a challenge, no matter what your technology. And so that we would hope and think that the first visitors to come would be enlightened or would be fulfilling our prophecies or, you know, well, if they haven't destroyed us, they must be here for our good. These are the assumptions of the native peoples who have lived in isolation. Those were the assumptions, as you said, of the natives of the new world in the 15th century and beyond. And they projected some, their various prophecies and beliefs, uh, their value systems of sharing and equanimity and balance onto those forces visiting their world with devastating consequences. And, you know, I think about it often. I think about the history of intervention in the human historical record and how it is, it is so clear and overwhelming, the result of intervention, regardless of the intervener, the period in history, the native people in question, it is an almost universal result. And the failure there is really of the natives to step back and see that though these beings do come across the horizon of the known world, they come from the unknown, they actually have an intent and an agenda that can be discerned and that must be seen for what it is and responded to and that the native peoples do have the right of their own land and that they must defend themselves. Uh, so there, there is a fundamental mistake there. And, um, you know, people often say to me or to Marshall, well, okay, that was Earth, but we're talking about the universe. There, there could be enlightened beings that don't match the historical record here or that, you know, just operate in ways that we're not used to. And certainly the universe, I'm sure, has vast expressions of both beneficial and negative intent by various types of entities. Um, but in essence, we have tall ships you know, anchored off the shoreline. And yes, they are flying different flags. They appear to be different in nature. But in essence, we can't assume just because there are beneficial 
ET races in the universe that, you know, one of those four ships anchored off the coast has to be good. No, in fact, they're all here for similar or the same reasons. They may even be the same forces flying different flags. Um, so this is very important under, to understand. And we have this, this record of, an, of intervention in our history. We have our understanding of nature. We have a rational basis from which to begin to look at contact. And it's very dismaying to me when I see people leap to errant uh, conclusions that those visiting our world are here for our good, that because they haven't taken over the world yet, they must be here for our good, or that because they have the technology to travel vast distances in space, they must have transcended conflict and division in their own worlds. Blanket assumptions, very dangerous ones, because when you step back and look at the phenomena, you know, we have discernible events taking place in our world that are possibly of extraterrestrial origin. We have craft in our skies. We have the disabling of military systems. We have human abduction. We have uh, implants and other things being put inside of people. We have animal mutilation. We have uh, a spectrum of phenomena that in no way indicate beneficial intent, that in no way have garnered our consent, and in, in essence bring us to one conclusion, which is that there is an intruder in our home that we did not grant permission to enter our home, and they are manipulating elements of our home. They're manipulating us. They're taking people. They're altering people. This is happening. And so I urge people to start from the beginning in understanding this and not leaping to a conclusion or a preferred outcome um, and looking at the phenomena and starting with what is clear and quite obvious, which is... We are dealing with off-planet intelligences. They are here for their own purposes. They seem eager and highly willing to violate humanity's natural boundaries and safety, security, and they are not disclosing their presence. They are working with various groups and entities and government and commerce in ways that the people of the world have no access. We have no way to access um, an understanding of what that activity is. So that would be the starting point that the allies of humanity advocate. We're going to use the word discernment throughout the interview because I think that's a very powerful word to apply to to this topic. And also, let me stay here for the the conquistadors parallels yeah. just for a moment. If the Europeans came here for, and we know that this is true, they came here for power, for resources, and for dominion. With such a vast universe... How could we even discern of the possible intention, good or bad, that, ex that an extraterrestrial or interdimensional group of beings may present to us? Well, great keyword, discernment, and we have to rely on our discernment. We can't let our discernment down or let our guard down, even if it's a, a spiritual, spiritually inspired belief that we have around that. We have to be discerning. We are the natives of this world. This is our world. And um, so with that in hand, we can begin to look at a number of things. We can look at the phenomena, as I said. What are the observable activities of potentially off-planet forces in our world? That's one source of, of, of evidence. Um, we can look at the kind of messaging that they themselves are generating, both in religious and in spiritual circles. 
Thank you for listening. To unlock the full two-hour interview, including video formats, downloads, transcripts, exclusive articles, and more, subscribe to Veritas Plus now. Gain access to our entire archive dating back to 2008. Just click subscribe at veritasradio.com. Because you don't want to believe, you want to know. Subscribe now. To listen to the rest and all of our exclusive material, proceed to the Veritas Plus member section or join the Veritas Plus family by subscribing. Click on the subscribe button at veritasradio.com. Don't forget to visit the Veritas store for focused life force energy. Get a 15-day free trial today with no credit card required. And if you want to get in touch with Mel, want to be a guest on this radio program, have a guest suggestion, or have feedback, just click on the contact button on our website at veritasradio.com. Now, proceed to the Veritas Plus member section or subscribe to listen to the rest of the interview. You don't want to miss it. Because you don't want to believe, you want to know. What are you waiting for? Subscribe now at veritasradio.com.